This is Podcast Game Show, the first trivia quiz show built exclusively as, well, a podcast. In each episode, we put a new contender to the test. It's season two, and this time, it's all about your favorite social media personalities and experts. Play along and find out what they really know. That's a good question. 20 contenders, four finalists, only one winner. Who will it be? Let's find out on Podcast Game Show. I'm Brandon Biard. Today, I'm excited to have Joel Kamm on the show. Joel is a New York Times bestselling author of, oh my God, 12 books. Uh, he's appeared uh, in the New York Times on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, CNN Online, Fox News, and many other places. So you may have seen him around. Uh, Joel's a speaker. He's an entrepreneur himself, podcast consultant, um, and podcaster. So uh, you can find him at joelcom.com. Joel, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm good, Brandon, but I was told Regis would be here. Uh, Regis is tied tied up in a closet. I'm taking his thing. So uh, <laughs> I hear him back there, yeah. Don't tell anyone. This will be live in like three weeks, so um, he'll be long gone at that point. <laughs> Joel, uh, we're going to get right into it. I'll tell you a quick little summary of the rules here. You're going to answer 15 questions. You want to try to get 10. You have three cheats to help you out. So two of those are hints. So you, for two questions, you can just ask me for a hint. And you can also use, uh, I'll give you eight seconds to Google an answer. Okay. So those are your three, but only eight well- seconds. I was actually aiming to get three right, so anything more than that is a win for me. And then at the end of the season, our top four players we're gonna are gonna face off for uh, the ultimate prize, which is a free year subscription to audiobooks.com. They've given to us. You can use that for yourself or one of your audience members if that happens, whatever you want. Perfect. You know why I'm doing this, right? Because people actually think I'm smart and I tell them that I'm just like a clown car that's, you know, found success. So I want to demonstrate and put on display once and for all what an idiot I am. A noble reason to go on a game show, for sure. Are you ready to play? Of course I am. Let's Let's get into it. First question, little pop culture question. After 15 seasons... What iconic singing competition show on Fox called it quits in 2016? I don't watch any of those iconic singing shows. I don't watch TV. I like I have Netflix. Did Idol finally call it quits? Final answer. Yeah, Idol called it quits. They are gone. Why would they? I thought the show was successful and doing well. I think I watched half a season out of the corner of my eye years ago when my my then wife was watching. And I think I was playing on my iPhone at the time and really wasn't interested. Yeah, well, uh, you were just ahead of the game because it seems like as the seasons went on, the audience faded. I think it was still fairly successful, but they decided to call it quits for whatever reason. Well, I quit first. So there. Yeah. You are a trendsetter, as we know. So you did quit first. I knew one day it would end. It's <laughs> a good attitude. All right, let's go on to the next question here. What university won the 2016 Final Four with a game-winning three-pointer shot? It was amazing. Was it North Carolina, Villanova, or the Harlem Globetrotters? 
<laughs> well, you know, I actually didn't watch the game, and I'm not a uh, NCAA fan, but I have a friend who is a uh, a KU fan, and I watched the game where KU got trounced trounced by Villanova, and know that Villanova went on to win. Final answer. Villanova. Excuse me, my doorbell's ringing. I need to. It's ne- the FBI. They're asking if I know you. Uh, no. The answer is no. Always. No. Can you come back later? Okay. I'm doing this podcast from Panama. They can't get me. Uh, your follow-up question is Villanova is just outside of what American city? It's either Philadelphia, New York, or Chicago. Ah, uh, boy. You know, I don't actually uh, know where it is. Got him. Yeah. Well, I, I barely knew that they won. It was like if you had asked me any other year who won the Final Four, I'd have no idea. So uh, I think Villanova is a Midwestern university. Is, are they not in Indiana? Wouldn't that put them outside of Chicago? That, I'm going to go with that. I, I, that's my guess. He's going with Chicago. Let's lock him in on Chicago. Is it Chicago? Oh, good Ooh, logic. Uh, the answer was Philly. I just wanted to see if you knew. Well, apparently they're going to have to move it because if it just makes sense that the university is in Indiana, yeah. then like, you know, just hop over a few states. I mean, Philly, Indiana, they both kind of suck. So <laughs> as places to live, I know there's some nice people there, but I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Chicago area and, and I left there. And uh, the thought of living in Indiana or Philadelphia is not appealing. Sorry. Not sorry. Oh, there goes my perfect game. There goes your perfect game. That's all right. Two out of three. Question number four is a music question. What band made a name for itself with its treadmill-powered video for the song Here It Goes Again? It's either Moby, OK Go. Freeze. Freeze. All right. OK Go. Now you, you continue. Or Chumbawamba, but I don't need to continue because it's okay. Go. They have the best music videos. Have you seen the latest one where they're in zero G? Yes. Unbelievable. I don't know how they do it. I have watched that video so many times. I, it, it, their music is good, but the videos make it great. Yeah. Definitely agreed. I don't know how they do what they do, but they are amazing and I love it. Lots of takes, lots Mm -hmm. and lots and lots of takes. Last question in this round, and this is a history question. Uh Uh-oh. What former president of the United States began Habitat for Humanity? And Um, it's multiple choice. That would be the peanut farmer, though. Okay, it would be the peanut farmer. Who's the peanut farmer? That's uh, President Jimmy Carter. It is President Jimmy Carter. Oh. Do I get bonus points for not having the, the multiple choices given to me? I think that should make up for something. You get respect, and that's really the ultimate currency. <laughs> you get money. You get paid. Is that a real cash register, or is that a sound effect? That's my ka button. Is it a physical button? It's a physical button. Yeah, I make them. Uh, they actually sell on Amazon. All right, we're going to talk about that right now. So let's take a break, because we are done with the first round. So, yeah, Joel really has had a really uh, amazing career. Yeah, tell us about this ka button. I can buy that on Amazon? 
Uh, yeah. So in 2010, I released a book called Kaching: How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays. And I wanted to come up with a little promotional item that I could send to editors to go with the book so that the book would stick out. You know, people send stupid stuff like, you know, lame t-shirts or pens with logos. And I thought I want to send something that's going to make an impact. So I was inspired by Staples easy button. That was easy. And I uh, went to look for a ka-ching button, a button that would make a ka-chingy sound. There was nothing out there. And so I had them made and manufactured, and um, they were so popular. People liked them so much that I now have Amazon uh, uh, fulfill them. So you can actually go to kachingbutton.com, takes you there, K-A-C-H-I-N-G, kachingbutton.com, but it'll take you to Amazon where you can purchase them and Prime members get them shipped free. I love Amazon Prime. On that note, your website is joelcom, com with two M's, dot com. Yes. And that, I, that's like, I'm sure your hub for everything. Uh, what are you working on right now? What's happening? Uh, you know, the thing I'm most passionate about right now is live video. I think that live video, uh, the apps such as Facebook Live, Periscope, Blab.im, and even Snapchat, uh, even though it's not live, it feels live to me, uh, are the apps of the future. It's where the trend is going, and in the next few years, we're going to see mainstream adoption of them. So I've actually created a training course helping people to be on the cutting edge of how to leverage the power of these apps to build their business, to get traffic and leads and make sales and, and build their platform. And it's at livevideorevolution.com. Live Video Revolution. All right. Yeah. And you have a history of spotting these things before they happen. Uh, why, why is it that live video you think is, is, the, is, this, is the revolution now? It's a perfect storm, right? We have uh, finally gotten to the place where everybody has smartphones, right? So, you know, everybody has the accessibility to be able to both consume and use the applications that you would broadcast live video with. We have the bandwidth and the other related technology to support live video. And we have these easy to use applications that onboard people immediately. Uh, you know, we are now in a I want what I want when I want it kind of society, you know, and Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime have kind of taken us there where we're not watching television when it's being aired and we're not even time shifting with commercials. We're just pulling up what we want on demand. And now people really want to connect with those that they feel connected with, that they like, know, and trust. And so I have people watching me uh, and others that I know instead of watching House of Cards or, you know, whatever else might be on Netflix because they feel a greater sense of connection. So now is the time to carve out a platform and get your message out there using live video. We're going to see live video stars made, just like you know we saw YouTube stars rise up and blogging stars and Got podcast it. stars. And, and let's talk about you for a second, Joel. You're in Denver, Colorado, right? I thought I was talking about me, but you know, let's talk about me some more because I could just keep doing that. Yeah, I hey, am. This in is Denver. all about you. Beautiful day, probably 65, 70 degrees and sunny. One of my favorite cities. If everything just went badly quickly here, um, I could move to Denver, Colorado and be very happy, I think. Yeah. Where is here for you? Here is New Orleans, Louisiana for me. Yeah, and things can go bad there. I mean, things that we've have seen gone that bad very quickly here before. Yeah. Well, sorry, we're actually full up here. Uh, so yeah, because of all the snow, you know, there's just ten feet of snow all the time. So you wouldn't want to be here anyway. Trying to keep us away, huh? 
all right, you can come. I'll be crashing on your couch until I get on my feet again. It's a comfy sofa. You, you, that, that would be okay. Just uh, my rates are cheap. You came today with a fun fact about yourself and a fun trivia fact. Well, what's a fact about you that maybe we don't know or your friends or audience might not know? Uh, most people don't know. Only a few know that when I was uh, 15 years old, I ran a marathon in Montreal, uh, a full 26.2 miler. And wow. uh, it was horrible. It was awful. And when I was done, I said never again. And uh, that's really amazing, though. 15 years old. And what's a random? What's the random trivia fact you brought today? Oh, uh, do you know the longest word in the English language? Onomatopoeia. I don't know. No. Uh, so a lot of people will, you know, people who think it's a word will say uh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, uh, but it's not a word. Some of the uh, the the more seasoned will say disestablishmentarianism. That's my and they answer. would be close. But that's not it either, Brandon. Mm-mm. The longest word in the English language. Are you ready? Oh, please hit me with it. Are you sitting down? Uh, no, but um, I'll take my chances. Okay, here we go. Pneumonia ultramicroscopic silical volcano coniosis. Get out of here. It's actually the longest word in the English language. How many letters is that? A lot. You don't want to know what it means? Uh, you're just going to let that sit right there just like that and walk away? I assume it means something sciencey that I don't it know is. much about. It's actually the, um, the medical term, which it is in the Oxford uh, English Dictionary, I think the eight-volume dictionary, and pneumonia ultramicroscopic coniosis is actually the medical terminology for black lung disease, what the coal miners get. Mm. It's not good, but it's fun to say. It's a fun word, but not a fun thing to have. I actually uh glad I know that now, and I'm going to have to get you to email me that word so I can uh, write it down and memorize it. Google is your friend. With that in mind, you already know the longest word in the English language. Are you ready to continue with this game? I am beside myself, eager oh. to continue. And I should mention... We can find you online uh, at all all the social media's uh, apps, basically at Joelcom, correct? It's, yeah. It's, I, I, to my knowledge, I am the only person in the world with that name. So um, if, if you see any others, then they are pretenders and should be taken to task. Let's get back into the game here. And I have an audio question for you now. We're going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to play a little audio clip from a movie. And I need you to identify the movie, okay? Okay. Here we go. Oh, thought you were going to tell me what a bad Yagoogalizer I am. A what? A Yagoogalizer? One who speaks at funerals? Or did you think I'd be too stupid to know what a Yagoogly was? Do you have any idea what film that might be? I've got blue steel on my face right now, and that would be the original Zoolander. Yeah, the original Zoolander, the Googleizer. That's right. The sequel was okay. Uh, it, was, it wasn't, you know, for for a stupid sequel, it wasn't overly disappointing. That's high praise for a stupid sequel. It wasn't like Anchorman Two, which was just like you know this travesty, and and everybody involved in that should you know be slapped. Hollywood has really been uh, horribly murdering some of its best comedies lately with sequels. So, next question, and this is not a film question. 
If you bought IBM stock when it was at about $4 and sold it when it was about $874, you've made $870 worth of what tax term? Abbreviated CG. That's a capital gain. So smart. Capital gain it is. Which also, I think, you know, the tax rules have the laws have changed recently but um the long-term capital gain used to be something like just 15 percent tax so it was a good idea to have your uh, investments for at least i think three years yeah i keep all my money uh in a hole in my backyard so i don't do any of that stuff uh, so i'm in your house in the, your yard with a shovel right now just so you know that's definitely not underneath the shed then all right, next question. We're at question number eight. So you just got that last one right. You have six right. We're doing well here. Which first lady said, it's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness? Either It was either Hillary Clinton, Eleanor Roosevelt, or Martha Washington. Uh, I don't think Hillary would be wise enough to say that. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Roosevelt. It's going to go with Eleanor Roosevelt. All right, I'll lock you in on that. Is it Eleanor Roosevelt? It is. Good guess. Good one. Or maybe it wasn't a guess. It was a process of elimination. I, I'm starting to know how you think. See, I'm, I'm actually inside your head right now. Mm, yeah. You that, feel me walking around in your brain? Yeah, I do. I do. I don't like it. brain cells. Pretty soon you shall have none left. I'm being incepted. And he likes it. So let's see if you can incept this question. Incept this. Incept this, Joel. Where can you buy used panties and vending machines while eating ramen and watching sumo wrestling on NHK? What country might you be in? Uh, It's got to be Japan. Has to be. Japan. Yeah. You weren't going to multiple choice me on that? No. You were going to be like, uh, you know, Panama, uh, Jamaica, or Japan. Well, you've already incepted my mind, so I we're just we might do away with all multiple choice at this point forward. I'm gonna all right. Next question. I'm going to read you a haiku. Oh, I love haikus. Speaking of five, Japan, seven five. Yes, five seven five. You need to tell me what this haiku is about. Okay. Cells in columns rose. Math done in spreadsheet glory. Microsoft is love. <laughs> That's a beautiful haiku, a tribute to Bill Gates and Excel. It is indeed. I'm in Excel right now reading these questions. Great haiku. I love that. There really is an art to it. Uh, You know, it's it's, in a Snapchat kind of reminds me of the modern day haiku. You know, your 10 seconds to uh, to snap out your um digital poetry as it were oh that's great it is digital poetry you have a very limited time to get out your thoughts or your feelings a snap coup snap coup oh god it's a it's a snapchat story that's five seconds long and then seven seconds long and then five seconds long and you have to tell it in that time oh my goodness that's great a snap coup i'm gonna do that nobody steal that well if you do just trademark joel Com. All right. Hey, that's the end of the second round. After 10 questions, you have nine. Well done so far. I actually have 10 because in my mind, I was thinking Philadelphia. Well, in your mind, we just moved Villanova to um, Chicago. 
Let's move you up to round three, final round. And I have another audio question. I but, felt like I just got beamed up and farted out. That's, <laughs> that's what that felt like right there. Can you play that again? Beaming up. Farting out. There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've just ruined it for everybody. Let's beam fart level up then. Next question is an audio question. What I did was I had a previous contestant describe a person, a famous figure. And I need you to identify who this famous figure is, okay? And this is Kate Erickson from Entrepreneur on Fire and Kate's Take, reading the clue. So this is a female and she's a singer and she won the first season of American Idol. Uh, she doo, 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 She's from Texas. Uh, she was born. She was born in Fort Worth, Texas. She is probably considered like a pop singer. Um, I believe she's been in a few movies um, in her time. That's it. Do you know who Kate is talking about there? The uh, first season is. I think you know. I, I could probably name maybe from pop culture three season winners. And I know Carrie Underwood was not the first season. Um, and as far as, but I know she's like the biggest idol star. It was Clarkson. Cl- Kelly Clarkson. She was the first season. Final answer. Locked it in. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, it is. There we go. Yeah. I guess I did know a little something about idol. See, you did. You knew more than you thought. Okay. It was Kelly Clarkson. You got 10 right. Question number 12 here. This is literature. Is it about one of my books? Because I don't know if I know the answer, if it is. I'm not sure I've read them all. Let's find out. The two rivaling families in Romeo and Juliet are the Montagues and the what? And it's multiple Uh choice. I don't need it. You can hold it right there because uh, I was, along with many in the uh, boomer generation, um, forced to read Romeo and Juliet in high school. And I guess they still do that today, but it was the uh, Montagues and the Capulets. (laughs) Yes, it was. Oh, Romeo, oh, Romeo, wherefore out thou, Romeo? Yes. You, and, and you know, of course, what famous musical, uh, which won Tony Awards, was then uh, patterned after Romeo and Juliet. I don't know. The Lion well, then King? I get that extra point. Um, it, it was West Side Story. Makes total sense. The Jets and the Sharks. Next question is a TV film question. Which of the following, and it's multiple choice, is not based on a book? What is which of these is not based on a book? Pitch Perfect, A Walk to Remember, The Book of Life. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Pitch Perfect by Process of Elimination. And that actually is a great film. The sequel sucked, but the first one was a lot of fun. Pitch Perfect. All right, I'm going to lock you in on Pitch Perfect. Is it Pitch Perfect? Oh, not. 
Well, really, there was a book for it's Pitch Perfect. Of like, uh, based on a book, yeah, it's the Book of Life, and that's actually the one that isn't the only one that isn't based on a book, but it has book in the title. What could Pitch Perfect possibly be based on? It was like High School Musical, only better. Hold on, I'm somewhere looking. there was a book about people singing a cappella, and it yep. was based on that book. That's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was called Pitch Perfect. Two more questions to go. These get a little harder. This is a pop culture question. What premium cable network's first original special was coverage of the Pennsylvania Polka? Uh, Boy, I have no idea. I mean, I could guess like HBO, something like that. But I, I would not know. Can I buy a vowel, please? Wrong game, but would you like to lock it in with uh, what you said? What was it, HBO? <laughs> yes. Let's lock that puppy in. Hey, Touch- HBO. Really? That is... Who knew? I mean... It was the first cable network in the world, and it's still going strong, and yep, that was HBO. Just follow that gut instinct. And you're hacking the show quite well. One more question, and this is straight up science. So you either know this or you don't. Science! Your question is... What is the most abundant element in the Earth's atmosphere? No multiple choice. That's the question. Um, I can Google that, right? You can use... You have three cheats, so... Oh, I haven't used any of my cheats uh, yet? No, you have not. Uh, so uh, nitrogen would be the most abundant. Did you just Google it? I did. <laughs> All right. You burned the cheat. You didn't tell me in advance. That's all I right. I told you. I asked you if I can Google Yeah, I did it. say I, that. Like, I'm fast. That was fast. You are very good with the Google. Good Googler. I am wise in the ways of the Google. Wise Actually, in the ways of the Oracle. The truth be told, I binged it. <laughs> Come on. Uh, no, I, I prefer Bing. I really do. You really did. Okay. I, I, would, I don't lie. I, this is truth. I speak to you. I'm sorry, Bing. I take it back. Now, I, you know, now if Bing is correct, I'm going to assume Google has the same answer. You are done with the main round of the game here. 13 out of 15. I think that might be a season high. No, we had somebody had 14. Uh, you're very close, though. Second place. Second place. We try harder. One more question here, and this is a bonus question. So um, this can't hurt you can only help you in the event of a tiebreaker later on. And, and can I use a cheat on No that? cheats. So what's going to happen is I'm going to give you a category, and you are trying to name seven out of the top ten items in this category. And you'll have 20 seconds. The question is, name the most populous countries on Earth. Go. Well, let's go with China and Russia and India and uh, the United States. And uh, England, Japan, and boy, countries, Brazil, Argentina, those right, times up. That, that timer, I, that causes high blood pressure. I don't like that at all. It does. You got Argentina was the last one you said. So I'll go through the top 10. China, India. United States, Indonesia was one. Didn't get that. Brazil, got it. Pakistan was next. Nigeria was next. 
Bangladesh that. was after that. Russia. You got Russia. Uh, many comrades in Russia. Not the people there. Japan, which you also got. That's not enough, though. I didn't get them all. I got six, right? You got six. Six out of seven. Not bad. Oh, I thought you said I had to get seven out of uh, You can get up to seven, but you got six. The crowd loves it. You did great. Thank you. Do I get some lovely parting gifts? Um, you, Your lovely parting gift is all of the knowledge you learned today and the privilege of talking with me and doing this game show. So Villanova's outside Philadelphia <laughs> and Pitch Perfect was based on a book. This is what I've learned today. That's what you've learned today. Okay, yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Well, take those with you, Mr. Joel Com. Any parting advice or anything you want to leave us with today? Uh, I think everybody should be able to, on the spot, share what the longest word in the English language is. I'll do my best to memorize that. Joel, thanks a lot. Thanks, ma'am. Appreciate it. Well, that was fun. Thanks to Joel for teaching us the longest word in the English language, for teaching us always to set the bar extremely low, especially when going on dates. So then it's really easy to exceed expectations. And thanks to Chris Garcia, who is my collaborator for some of these questions, for coming up with that snap, with that haiku. I did not come up with it. Brilliant, brilliant job. And thanks to you for listening. Hey, if you want to find out more, get early access to shows, or find out anything that we were talking about today in this episode, go to podcastgameshow.com. You can also go to the show notes page for this episode, podcastgameshow.com forward slash com, C-O-M-M. Come back next time as Ted Rubin tells us all about sockies, not selfies, but sockies. Thanks for listening. See you then.